the United States of America, one nation under God, indivisible. These are celebrated terms taken directly from the same American Pledge of Allegiance that has reminded every citizen of our nation what our common goals have been since its conception. Yet the unity and indivisibility our ancestors poured their blood, sweat, and tears into solidifying seem to be in this generation's rearview mirror. Today we celebrate division and discord, ironically calling it liberty. But what do we actually do? What action can we take to repair what has long been lost? Today's all-star panel of experts are here to help us navigate these questions and more right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Artis Horn. Today, we continue our special investigative series that aims to confront head-on where the United States of America is heading politically, spiritually, and prophetically. But before we get into today's discussion, watch this. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for pre President of the United States. In the mystical Hebrew year 5785, which falls between 2024 and 2025, hundreds of millions of people worldwide will observe the election of what could be the final American president. And in the latter time, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up and his power shall be mighty. A new world order, it is taking shape and it is not one that you should be happy about. Nearly 2,500 years have elapsed since the ancient Hebrew prophets foresaw starting at the inauguration of the next U.S. president, the beginning of the end for mankind. Political experts claim Americans will simply witness a replay of Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. But will this, as prophecy foretold, be a last administration under legions of demons? And the whole earth will marvel as they follow the beast and worship the dragon, for he will give his authority to the beast. And they will worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? From the internationally acclaimed author of Zeitgeist 2025 comes his most astonishing revelations yet in We Are Legion, for we are many. Dr. Thomas Horn shatters the paradigm by soberly and frighteningly exposing how, before and after the presidency of Donald Trump, the United States was, and now is again, on an intentional trajectory to fulfill the prophetic and occult aspirations of legendary dark dominions. Survive outside the world that they are building. We are legion, for we are many. Dominions, Cosmo Craters in Washington, D.C., unmasking the ancient riddle of the Hebrew year 5785 and the eminent destiny of America.
Welcome back. How about that trailer? I'm telling you, today we're going to start another explosive conversation with our special panel of guests. But before we get into it, let me introduce who's in-house. He's a multi-time critically acclaimed best-selling author and founder of Skywatch Television, Dr. Thomas Horn. He's an expert on national security and foreign affairs whose service includes working on multinational programs for the Department of the Army at the Pentagon, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. How many of you guys are looking forward to taking advantage of the special opportunity that we're going to be talking about in here in just a minute with the three new incredible works from Defender Publishing? I'm telling you, it's not a special opportunity that you want to miss out on. Today, we're talking about three brand new books from Defender Publishing. First, Divided We Stand, The Globalist Scheme for a One World Government by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. We are legion, for we are many. Dominions, Cosmo Craters in Washington, D.C., unmasking the ancient riddle of the Hebrew year 5785 and the imminent destiny of America by Dr. Thomas Horn. And the Prince of the Power of the Air and the Last Days, Satanology, History, Prophecy, Technology by Jeffrey W. Martis. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not it. We're also talking about the DVD, The Secret Destiny of America, revealed by Dr. Thomas Horn. Two-hour running time. We're going to be telling you in just a minute how you can take advantage of the largest giveaway of the year because there's actually more in this offer than I've got time to disclaimer today. Today's discussion is focused on the brand new book, Divided We Stand, The Globalist Scheme for a One World Government by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. If you missed the last few weeks, you really got to go back to the archives. We've been talking about what has happened to the United States of America and much of Western civilization, especially over the last just two to three years. It seems like every month you turn the headlines on television on, And the country is less recognizable than it was before. And as a conservative, I would say there are dark forces that are taking delight in what they see playing out right now with the United States of America. The threats to our democracy, Bob, are very real. As you've outlined in your book, Divided We Stand, you've talked very brilliantly last week about the Luciferian forces and how they use it as a weapon to divide. And at the very top of your book, and Sharon pointed this out last week, There's a quote by Abraham Lincoln says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Is that not what we're seeing right now in the United States of America? I want to start right away, Bob. According to your book, Divided We Stand, our very own justice system now is being used to divide us. A lot of people assert that it's being weaponized, along with many other letters of the alphabet divisions of the government to silence dissenting voices, to create division, and to do everything they can to make it illegal to share a different view than that of the one that is approved by the mainstream narrative. You know, I come from Northern Virginia. Uh, Loudoun County, of course, is made famous by parents uh, being attacked by basically federal government thugs for, you know, being domestic terrorists. Now, I've been called a domestic terrorist by even my family members, so uh, I'm not surprised by that. Pro-lifers are taken down, and Catholic churches are, you know, secretly spied upon because of their Latin mass. You have to understand that when people go to Washington, and they come in ideologically, 
we're going to do the right thing for our people because it is the consent of the governed. Uh, however, uh, having worked with lobbyists and actually been a lobbyist for the Family Research Council mm. on the Hill, we didn't have any money, but certainly the lobbyists have lots and lots of money. The Chinese alone, billions of dollars in which they pour into the coffers. And so there's something that's been coined as elite capture. In other words, they use their money to capture the attention of politicians and basically direct what they're going to do. This stuff is real. I uh -huh. see it every single day. The country's divided, much like uh, we were obviously during the Civil War, right before the Civil War. We were divided because of Vietnam, but that was, that was orchestrated. I can tell you, because I've had interaction with people, uh, I've had a, fr a good friend, Charlie Cooper. Charlie became a lieutenant general, but when he was a young 03, which is basically a captain in the Marine Corps. He was the, the aide of the CNO, Chief of Naval Operations. They went into the White House, into the Oval Office. Charlie was the only person that didn't have four stars. He was holding the map for President Lyndon Baines Johnson. And what happened in that scenario is that the chiefs came in in 1963 and said, we don't need to expand. We need to get out of Vietnam because it doesn't make any sense. Johnson, in his own you know, very crude way, cursed them out and kicked them out of the Oval Office and then gave orders to ramp up to 500,000 ultimately in Vietnam, costing us 58,000 lives. Now, here we had the, the chief military people that were telling them that shouldn't happen for very good geopolitical and national reasons. And so that fueled the fire at the same time we had conscription. People were running to the hills. Half a million Americans ran to places in hiding in Canada or elsewhere because they wanted to avoid the draft, unlike Bill Clinton, of course. As a result, we were torn bitterly. And it wasn't until, obviously, in 73, we actually got an ending. And then we abandoned Vietnam and left a lot of people to die at the hands of the North Vietnamese. These are the sorts of tragedies that come when you have corrupted people running your government at the most senior position. We had it many years ago under Woodrow Wilson, arguably. There were problems, even Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you know, very anti-Jewish. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I think the Jews, you know, really suffered tremendously because he wouldn't allow certain things to happen in his own mm -hmm. government. You know, so it does matter who you elect. And Government does have a role. Unfortunately, it has too large of a role today. And as a result, we're in the mess we are. Yeah. How has American academia and our educational establishment contributed to some of what you're describing? You see, you know, families going down to their local school districts, challenging their superintendents over policy. My wife and I privately share some of our uh, difficulties with the public school system, which is why our children aren't there anymore in the upcoming Rescue Us documentary series that Defender Investigative Films is putting out. What about academia, Bob, do you see influencing this, driving this, perpetuating this? John Dewey, of course, was the father of American, arguably, the Academy. I wrote that in Progressive Evil, published by Defender. He recruited a whole bunch of uh, Jewish Marxists that wanted to leave the Frankfurt School in 1936. Mm. And, you know, for their own personal reasons, they wanted to get out of Hitler's hands. And Dewey planted them in major universities across America, to include the media and Hollywood. And, and as a direct result, they infiltrated all the education establishments, and they began to take 
take them over. And so as a result, today we have these unions that are pushing a very secular, a very godless agenda that, you know, is more about wokeism than it is about equipping the kids with reading, writing, and arithmetic skills to make them useful yeah. citizens. Yeah. And so academia, all the way up to our best universities, is completely compromised by the likes of leftist ideology, Marxist ideology, arguably. And I wrote the book, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, because I saw that perpetrated across our country. And it's only here recently when I wrote Divided We Stand, recognizing that we're in a cultural revolution. They've been doing this against the very institutions of America. They've taken over most of them already because, to a certain degree, I blame the, the church mm. in this country because we've abandoned our responsibility to be light in this world and wow, to call spades spades. Yeah. That's really true. That's really it. And it's ironic that it was uh, Senator Lyndon Baines Johnson who was essential in changing tax laws back in the 1950s that neutered a lot of uh, preaching from the pulpit. Yeah. You, can, you can be uh, tax exempt, but only if you don't talk about certain political things. Right. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're on the left side. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's selectively enforced, just like, well, law. Everything. <laughs> Just like all of the laws, but yeah. only just all of the laws, right, Derek? Just, uh, yeah, just, just only all of the laws. It's, it's been the belief for a long time by the communists that um, you would never defeat America with an invasion of an army. You'd just be handed your bottom and sent on your way. But they said the way we will do this is we will infiltrate their halls of academia, mm -hmm. right. their churches, their pulpits, mm -hmm. uh, so that the, the preaching goes from that kind of dynamic, explosive preaching that the New Testament church turned the world upside down with right. to more kind of social commentary and Marxist ideas. Right. And, right. and they'd pervert all of it until they're even redefining who Jesus was and saying he's a pacifist. And it is bringing our country, Joe, to the edge of spiritual and moral collapse. It is. And you know, the late David Wilkerson shared a dream vision that God had showed him this playing out, that very thing that the enemy couldn't defeat the church so he would infiltrate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Begin to poison from the kindergarten, the little chapel services with the kid all the way up yeah. and, and slowly transform the church that way because mm -hmm. the more he hit, the enemy would hit the church, the more galvanized in their resolve against him that the church would become. And Donna says, and I hope she's right, all that's about to change, folks, because oh. an awakening is coming. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the great irony about the idea of communism and Marxism coming in as a fifth column here in the United mm -hmm. States, it's actually the spirits behind it. That's the real fifth column. The theopolitics mm -hmm. of this world is what we need to take a look at as the church. We are distracted by the geopolitics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Bob, as you wrote in Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, um, Karl Marx was not an atheist. No. Oh, no. He was certainly a theist. It's just he was serving the wrong right. deity. Yeah. Going back to your comment, Derek, on that Lyndon Bain Johnson's Great Society was all about ultimately destroying the family, especially the black family yes, in America. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly what they've done. And of course, if you look at the family today, birth rates are down, marriage rates are down, and children are now wards of the government, which of course is a Marxist idea. That's what happened in the 1917 revolution in Russia. They went in, they used the mechanisms of media to manipulate 
family structures and to make them dependent upon government because government is God. And if you just look at China, look at what President Xi has been saying about destroying all faiths, mm. not only in terms of you know killing people and taking their organs and incarcerating them, but to replace it with government mm -hmm. because you need to worship. Basically, they don't say that, but you need to worship government. And that's Marxism. And that's coming to this country because that's what their agenda is. And we need to recognize what we're up against. Yeah. And critical theory of which critical race theory is right. just a small part mm -hmm. is fundamentally Marxist. You always it have is. an oppressor mm -hmm. and the oppressed the problem is that when the oppressed rise up and throw off their chains, as it were, they become the oppressor. There's a new oppressed class. It's chaos. And that Absolutely. speaks to the spirit behind all of this. And what did we hear over and over again during the January 6th event? They have desecrated this temple, temple. of democracy. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Joe Biden even saying all American children are our children. That's they right. belong oh. to us. And that's their defense against the parents that are going to these uh, school board meetings and stuff right now saying mm. we don't want transgenderism being taught. We don't want our kids being confused about their sexuality. We don't want this stuff. But the government from the federal level all the way down is the ones that are pushing back. No, these are our kids. And we've even got educators saying we will not allow parents to come in and tell us right. what we're going to teach your kids, right? right? So the answer to that is what Joe and Catherine did. Well, yeah. see you later then. I'm putting them in a private school. Amen. As long as you can do that, the right. day will come when that will also be outlawed. Yeah, we have a, a county, Fairfax County, which is next to mine in Northern Virginia, which is pushing back against what the governor has been saying with regard to what can be taught in schools and what can't the, the teachers do. These are sorts of things that eventually will come home. The fact that the FBI shows up, and, and I, I, I'm personally concerned about that, at my front door and said, you have been saying things that right. are not acceptable in this culture, and all they have to do is file one suit. Now, I've been sued in the past. It's expensive. You know, most of us can't afford that right. uh, against a federal government. You know, you look at what President Trump has faced with all those indictments and the millions and millions of dollars of investment. So the, what they do, they will break you. Mm -hmm. They will break you financially and they just silence your voice unless you're willing to go to jail over it and literally go to jail. When I said several years ago, and this is on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, I said, they're going to come after those of us that stand up for Christ in this mm -hmm. culture. And we are going to have to decide because we're either going to have to set aside the material things of this world and accept our devotion to the Lord, because that's what it's going to come to. And we've seen this throughout history. And, you know, unfortunately, if you look across the world today, who is suffering the most as a group? It's Christians, because we typically are the element, the salt and light mm -hmm in this culture around the world that is willing to stand up on principled things that we see in Scripture. No one else does. So as a result, we have to be ready. It may not come to arms. It may come that they're going to put all of us in jail. But we have to be willing for that day to come. Yeah. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the book, Divided We Stand, The Globalist Scheme for a One World Government. We want to make sure that you know how you can get your copy, and it is available in the largest giveaway of the year in the We Are Legion Grand Collection. When you order the We Are Legion Grand Collection from SkyWatchTVStore.com, you'll receive We Are Legion for We Are Many. Dominions, Cosmo Craters, and Washington, D.C. Unmasking the Ancient Riddle of the Hebrew Year 5785 and the Eminent Destiny of America by best-selling author Dr. Thomas Horne. Divided We Stand, the globalist scheme for a one-world government by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis and the Prince of the Power of the Air and the Last Days, Satanology, History, Prophecy, and Technology by Jeffrey W. Martis. But we're just getting started. This must-have collection also includes the breathtaking two-hour documentary, The Secret Destiny of America, on DVD, featuring Dr. Thomas Horn as he reveals who the god on America's Great Seal and U.S. $1 bill really is. Why 72 pentagrams in the Capitol Dome are used to control the ancient Cosmo craters who rule the nations, the coming incarnation of Antichrist, and much, much more. But that's not all. With the holidays just around around the corner, now's your chance to save big and receive solid bonus merchandise absolutely free. Because also included in the We Are Legion Grand Collection are any number of brand new, super quality, overstock gift books, DVDs, or audio sets to add to your library or to give away as gifts this coming holiday season. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of nearly $150. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling, so act quickly. You can scan the QR code on your screen using the camera app on your phone for instant access to this special opportunity. This is the largest giveaway of the year just in time for the holiday gift-giving season and is available only while supplies last, so don't delay. Visit us at skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the We Are Legion Grand Collection now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss your chance to be a part of the biggest giveaway of the year, but with just a few minutes on the clock left, Bob, as we've talked the last several weeks, I know that Americans are looking for hopeful, maybe even historical examples of when people were able to turn these dire circumstances around. A lot of believers accept that our faith is in Jesus. He is our ultimate hope and that this world is not our kingdom. Mm. We are just trespassers through an experience and that ultimately our healing and our redemption is somewhere else. But while we're here and we're asked to occupy a lot of us have children, and we are invested in the country that we are living in. We don't want to see it go by the wayside. We don't want to see it go the way of destruction. What are some of the examples in the book, Divided We Stand, that you provide to the reader that kind of demonstrate this is not an irreversible situation? You know, President James Madison had a number of practices. He, he said, you know, we need to teach rhetoric. In other words, we need to be convincing in our arguments and be able to approach those that may have a contrary view and persuade them. Mm -hmm. and, and we've lost that especially if we don't have any contact with the other side. You know, it's tough talking to people that radically disagree with you and call you all sorts of names, but we need to do that. You know, Madison said that we don't allow our 
conversations to become too personal in terms of attacking them. No ad hominem attacks against people. Uh, leave that to others. And, and we need to avoid accusing our adversaries of malevolent intent. In other words, you know, attribute to them things that you know, they may or may not uh, have said that is really denigrating. Mm. Abraham Lincoln, of course, in his 1858 speech to the Illinois legislature, you know, used a couple things. He said, we're not going to survive if we don't find an answer to the present situation with slavery. But he also said that compromise sustains, it does not resolve polarization. In other words, if we're going to continue to have this division, ultimately we won't be able to survive as a people. So we have to figure it out. Right, right. And then, of course, he says yeah, polarization does end. It ended with the Civil War. One side lost, the other side won. It cost 650,000 lives in that process. So there is an end. Um, yeah, the Dutch teach us about polarization, too. And I, I think I alluded to in the last program or this program about uh, the Civil War that they averted. They figured out how to deal with pluralities and how to bring other players. James Madison famously said he wasn't sure we could survive with two political parties because they become too compromised. And therefore, we have to provide alternative views. So I deal with some of those alternative views that I've seen in other countries, not just you know, the Netherlands, but also in Switzerland and elsewhere. The good news, Joe, is that I, having worked in Europe for a long time, we're beginning to see populists begin yes, to yes, infiltrate into the governments. Years ago, I uh, sat down with Jörg Haider, who in 1999 led a basically a bloodless revolution in Austria to take over that country because of many of the things we've talked about. And he was a populist. And he understood that they didn't want to put up with what was going on. And that's beginning to spread to mm -hmm. France, Belgium, even Germany, obviously the Netherlands and so forth. So I'm a big fan of multiple parties sharing and figuring out how to work together rather than split down the middle. And unfortunately, our two political parties, in some cases, there's not much difference. Right, yes. right, right. Amen. That's right. Amen. I'm sure some of our viewers would view parts of what you're describing as controlled opposition, the GOP, or just straight up, you know, rhinos, Republicans, in name only. But we talked briefly about, you know, some of these young people of courage do get in there and they do have these benevolent ideas about what they're going to change, but they find the swamp too thick and they're unable to impact with their agenda. Joe, I think America is at, at a critical tipping point. We could crumble as a great nation in spite of the 247 years. And so if we don't figure out how to overcome this division, if we don't figure out how to conquer this cultural revolution, we as a nation could in fact cease to exist. Wow. Bob, I just want to say on behalf of Skywatch TV, my family and everybody here in studio, thank you not only for this work, but your service to the yeah, country absolutely. and your concern about this country and our children. Thank you, Joe. Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. Yeah. Yes.
Join us next week when our guests return to talk about the actual spirit of iniquity that has been at war with God since before Adam and Eve were deceived in the garden, where this entity actually resides and what the prince of the power of the air really means. It's not one you're going to want to miss. For everybody here in studio, everybody on panel, I'm Joe Artis Horn. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. We'll be back.